what was that? It was awesome. Yeah. I could hear some of you going, are we in church? Are we in church? Is this church? What are they doing to me? I love that song. I've been listening to that song. Uh, that's uh, if you haven't heard of that band, it's a song. It's a band called For King and Country, and I love them to bits. And uh, I have my little binge sessions where I link onto a band that really stirs me up in a whole bunch of areas, and I will just thrash them and feed on uh, as much good stuff as I can get out of them, and then move on to the next ones and come back to them at some point once I'm once I'm ready for a bit more. But I've been feeding on them quite a bit and uh, listening to that song. And uh, I'll, I'll just start with some scripture and then, I'll, and then I'll launch into where I'm going with this and, and how the song ties in and that. Uh, but Matthew chapter 1, and it's the reason why we're here. But after Joseph thought about this, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, son of David... Don't be afraid to accept Mary to be your wife. The baby inside her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. Give him that name because he will save people from their sins. Isn't that great? And another scripture, Matthew 2, next, next one along. Uh, they were very happy and excited to see the star the wise men came to the house where the child was with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened the boxes of gifts they had brought for him. They gave him treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I love Christmas time. How many like Christmas time? How many like Christmas time because uh, you get a rest? Not many. Oh, well, maybe they should cancel holidays. How, how many like Christmas because of the biblical meaning and the fact that life has come into your, you know, we celebrate the fact that a Savior came into this world? How many, how many like that? Oh, that's a much spiritual, more spiritual time to put your hand up. I love this time because uh, I was thinking almost 40 years ago, 38 years ago, about this time, I heard about God. In the months, a uh, couple of few months leading up to Christmas, I heard someone tell me about Jesus, and they and they challenged me about my stance with God. And over the months and weeks that followed, uh, I came to a point where I uh, early on I I got down and and I've told you my testimony before, but I basically made a deal with God that if He revealed Himself to me, I would give Him my life. And about within the last few weeks. 38 years ago, I was driving in a car and I came to the point where I, I looked, basically I kept driving safely, but I kind of looked up as God as well. And I said, okay, I get it. I know you're real and I give you my life. And that was my uh, story of how I started down this road called faith. It wasn't flash. It wasn't complicated. I didn't go forward at, at, down the front at a church altar call or anything. I, I just quietly talked to God in a car and made a deal with God uh, that I would follow through on the earlier deal that I'd made with God. And I've never had a point to stop. I've never had a reason to stop because God's never stopped being God. And he's never stopped showing me that he is 
as real today as he was 38 years ago when he revealed himself to me. So I get Christmas for me is a time of joy. And I put that song on because I just, I just think that the clip that goes with it is so cool. But it's, it's just such a time of joy, isn't it? It's a time where we can get excited about why Jesus came. He came to bring us to firstly to sacrifice himself, but it's our response. You know, we came into his life. We came into him when we accepted him. We gave ourselves to him and life came into our lives. And the Bible says that, that uh, you know, that there are fruits of the spirit and one of them is joy. Isn't that good? How many Christians do you know or people do you know that live a faith and don't appear to have joy? Sometimes I wonder if people have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, in the, uh, not, the, not the Holy Spirit, but the, whole, the spirit of lemon juice or, or vinegar sometimes. They seem so far away from joy. And yet the Bible says that there's faith, hope, love, you know, Joy, if we have the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our hearts, we have joy. So it's it's very exciting to me. So I thought we'd just look, it's just a quick word today. This is the start of our one-hour services right through January. And and the whole reason behind doing one-hour services is to rest our people, rest you guys, give you guys as much of a recharge as you can, as much of a break. Um, and also an opportunity to spend as much time with family and friends and just catching up and resting as you can get. Um, but I want to give you some scriptures uh, on joy. And joy, just before I talk about it, is defined as a great pleasure and happiness, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. It's basically when we're, when we're super, super happy that is joy. You know, I used to think joy was just kind of when I'm, when I'm a little bit happy or I feel okay. But no, according to this, it's quite an extreme emotion is joy. I think sometimes we define it a little bit differently, but that's what it says according to Mr. Google. Romans chapter 15 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. It's interesting, eh? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. We, we abound in hope when joy and peace are connected with the Holy Spirit. It's interesting, isn't it? So if we want hope, we actually need joy through the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Rejoice in hope. This is Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Rejoice in hope. It's strange, isn't it? Bible says this kind of stuff a number of times, doesn't it? It talks about, like, what is it with that? You know, when things are going badly, Rejoice. It's counterintuitive, isn't it? It's nuts. doesn't make any sense. How many here feel like rejoicing when things are going really badly? Huh. 
We're not very spiritual, are we? But the Bible says rejoice when things are going badly because it produces fruit. It produces stuff. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I wonder if you feel better or feel more like rejoicing when someone just reads a bunch of scriptures about rejoicing. James 1 verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds and sisters, by the way. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is joy, peace, I love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. My challenge to myself and, and uh, you guys are free to take it up as well as do I live this out? When people look at my life, do they see a life that's filled with hope and joy and all the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Or do I need to dig further into the Holy Spirit and push harder? Because this is evidence that I have the Holy Spirit in my life when I live out these things. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6 says, And you became imitators of us, and the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Joy. Isn't that crazy? Joy. It just comes, doesn't it? I wake up in the morning and I have a hope. I wake up in the morning and there's a joy that I don't remember having before I gave my life to Christ, before I gave my, recognized that there was a God and, I, and he had created me to live a certain way and I gave my life to him completely. At that time, when I made that decision, there was a joy came into my world that I couldn't explain I couldn't rationalize. I couldn't argue it away. It was there, and, it, and 38 years later, it's still there. And 38 years from now, it will still be there, if anything more. You see, the Holy Spirit's behind it. He brings joy. And I love, I love the, um, the imagery of that video, you know, the TV set getting broken, you know, pushed over and but it's actually, you know, you can't stop it by pushing it over like that. It just inv- invades every crack, every nook, every cranny of our worlds when we give ourselves fully to God. So as we come to conclude, I found I needed three aspects of God. When I started looking at God and considering him I needed to know his ways, and I started learning his ways. Even before I gave my life to him, I started learning his ways. And that was by having conversations with people who lived out his ways as well, who understood his ways, and they told me about his ways. I recognized that I needed him. And the last thing was I gave myself to him, and I lived in him, and I live in him today. And so my encouragement to you this year, over this Christmas, when everything quietens down and 
we take walks by the beach or by the lake or sit in the backyard after the barbie on a chair is to spend time and just think about God's ways. Think about your need for God in your life this next year. What does he want you to do this next year? Does anyone know what he wants you to do this next year? No, we need to listen to God, don't we? We need to ask God, what do you want me to do next year? What do I need to pull back from? What do I need to push further into? And the last thing and the most important thing, we need to actually push into God. We actually need to know him. And it comes by spending time with him. Just sitting down. I love like going to the beach or getting out somewhere by myself and just sitting down and not actually talking, but just pondering with God. Just sitting in and thinking about God and letting him just work in me. And I've always found that tremendously refreshing. And I come back always feeling like gold. I don't need to go and babble like the Bible says, you know, pagans who just babble, babble, babble. No, I can just go and sit quietly and talk with God and listen to God, spend a lot of time thinking about him and listening to him and, and asking him about stuff. And some of it I'll get the answers to, but the thing I find even when I don't get the answers, when I spend that time in God, I come back and the things that trouble me don't trouble me anymore. And it's like I don't need the answers to those things anymore because something changes in my heart. And it's all around spending time with him and spending time in his Holy Spirit. And I think that's why it says that Jesus regularly went out and spent time with his father because it was a lot that probably troubled Jesus, the son of God, a lot of injustice being done, a lot of things that shouldn't have happened, a lot of stuff in the name of religion, in the name of, you know, his people being led astray or, you know. But he went out and spent time with God, talked with God about it, and was able to continue on as a result. So that's my wish for you this morning, is that Christmas would be a time of reflection on his ways on our need for him and getting to know him in a new and better way. So how about I pray? Father, we just come to you and we recognize that you're the source of all that matters. Everything good comes from you. And at this time where we recognize that a little baby was born in a place called Bethlehem, uh, a, a child that would go on to become a king. We thank you for him. We thank you for your plan for him and the impact that that plan had on us. And Father, I just pray that uh, you would draw close to us through Christmas, that you would speak to us more powerfully, more clearly, than ever before and that next year through this time even through Christmas we'd have conversations with family members that would start them on the path start them thinking about what really matters in life and start out next year more purposeful 
more directed than ever before, that next year would be our best year in you. Father, we would bring fruit to you. It's not about works, but that we would work hard for you because we love you. We do this in love, our Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's great. Hey, it's been a insane kind of year. I can't say I've had any other year like it. There's times where I've pinched myself, almost pinched myself, thinking, is this really happening? You know, are we really going into lockdown? This is crazy. It's like something out of a movie, you know? And yet it's been a time where God has moved in ways in people's lives that has been so exciting. It's been almost the tip of revival in some people's lives, some people coming back to church as a result of it. But it's coming to an end. Next year is going to be a new year. It's going to be a completely different year in some regards, and maybe it'll be a little bit the same in others. But we'll do it in God together, eh? Do it in God. Give Him our best.